here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Roundtable on tour for the very first time. We're not recording behind laptops and we're not even talking to each other over Skype. We're actually talking face to face. It's very exciting. It's it's in Oberhausen. We are in Oberhausen, Germany, and we are fired up for the 16 carat <laughs> weekend, which has officially begun this evening. Already one show in. We're one show out of five down. It was in a circle. Uh, we're going to talk about it and just some various other thoughts that we've had over this very arduous, very long day, <laughs> uh, which started off with Dusseldorf um, getting bombed from the past. Yeah, uh, I got blamed for that. <laughs> I've, I've had Germans blame me for yeah. uh, for that. Were your ancestors I've, dropping bombs on Dusseldorf? It wasn't even. <laughs> I I don't I don't think any of my uh, my family are, were like in the air force. Mm. Um, so my granddad uh, fought in the trenches. He died in the Battle of the Somme. So um, <laughs> this is a cheery way yeah, to start. This is a great way to. Start. <laughs> <laughs> we could have started off by talking about an excellent little uh, a wrestling show we no, just saw, but just no, let's straight, talk about World War One, World War Two. Well, yeah, don't mention don't the war. Don't mention the war. We've <laughs> and we have to do it like permanently. Um, so yeah, Arn, we've been uh, in Essen or just outside of Essen. Um, you took the easy way there with Strigger, and I <laughs> yeah, took the I, very difficult way there. I got like Strigger to give me a lift. Going which... down what the railroad equivalent of back streets and getting into trouble. And, yeah, uh, I wasn't entirely sure where you were. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a place called Gleshen something. Glesson. Was Not it Gelsenkirchen? Gelsenkirchen. I believe it was. <laughs> Lovely little town. Big taxi rank. Isn't that where uh, I think England went there for um, the World Cup? <laughs> I think. I think that's where they were based. Ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, do we just not want to talk about in a circle? Oh yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the wrestling as well. <laughs> <laughs> Grab my notes. Um, 
Yeah, so we had like uh, all five matches on this. We had uh, five matches, all of them singles matches, I believe. All of them singles matches, all of them pretty good. Uh, started very strong. We had um, Absolute Andy <laughs> against Paul London. That's a fantastic gimmick. Paul London was in his smart attire, looking like it was essentially a onesie. But like that's he's, him he's been dressed that's up. The one with the uh, like the broken heart motif across his chest. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's some good-looking gear. Uh, oh, yeah. He, uh, I don't understand why he's got a hoodie though. Because <laughs> like he's still going to be a bit batshit. <laughs> a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he was pretty crazy. This was a very physical match to start us off, and it set the tone um, for the evening. Really. Was, yeah, it did. In physicality. Good, good start uh, in terms of the in-ring. Some tremendous banter as well. I particularly enjoyed Paul London saying about uh, Andy, uh, he's so much bigger in person. <laughs> I think uh, that, that's the same feeling we get with uh, with seeing Andy. He's a very, very yeah. big guy. And also we were like right up next to the ring, obviously. It, it, being, in the, was right <laughs> it being in the WXW training academy, like there were only like a couple of rows of standing and maybe like a hundred people in there, very packed in tight, right up against the ring. Like it was a, it was a kind of atmosphere I haven't really seen before. I've always, you know, had seats surrounding the ring and a little bit further yeah, back. Even uh, Fight for Pro in uh, in the fiction, they have like yeah. like two rows of a li- seats. A little bit of a gap as well between yeah. them and the ring. Well, this was very much the the same atmosphere they managed to get when they did the uh, the show in London. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of glad we got to see that. Well, I got to see that. That, that atmosphere going across to London, but um, like seeing it in, in Germany is uh, oof, it's uh, <laughs> something else. I'm gonna fight up. Definitely, uh, like I say, really physical match. Guys getting thrown into a ring posts, just like we thought the ring was gonna break. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, he was, when he was whipping him into the corner, we were standing next to the noise was just yeah. Flooding. <laughs> so, like, any semblance that this was going to be, like, them taking it easy, yeah. or, like, a trainee show or whatever. Absolutely like, out, out the door, like, they were going hard from the word go. And I, I think that impressed all of, all of the British, because we, we set up, like, a little British corner. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, which kind of Strigger orchestrated, he kind of managed to get us all in the same mm-hmm. place. But, um, yeah, we were standing with Alan, uh, Cheap Shot, and... Yeah, he leaned over to me like during the first match and said, "They're not taking it easy, are they?" No, no, they're not. And that's the thing that continued with um, uh, the second match, which was uh, Big Daddy Volta. He's just Volta. Yeah, it's just Volta in all it's caps. Because we were talking about Big Daddy <laughs> <laughs> again, Big D for Hall of Fame and all that. Um, yeah, Volta and uh, ICH. Yeah, the, that was a good match. Bit of a clash of styles. Um, as was they, they quite a few. Oh yeah, definitely. Like ACH constantly trying to like slap down Walter, and obviously he can't do that. Um, and eventually, <laughs> he's just getting kind of overwhelmed by Walter's size. I liked that, just kind of getting choked out, and that was yeah, that. He kind of had that, um, uh, like he's he's a like a small dog in a fight with the big dog. And he yeah. Doesn't know how big it is. But he bought it to the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Walter looks huge in person as well. Uh, I've seen him before in progress, but obviously, like from further back, this was like right up close. Yeah, I was kind of by the corner in the the London show as well, so I've had that perspective. Of, yeah. I mean, he's big. He's very big. Um, apparently, there's a picture of him going around on uh, Twitter of him standing next to Jeff Cobb and like dwarfing. Yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> well, Cobb's kind of like more compact. 
Yeah, his Volta just expands. He's the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, Volta's kind of dense and and large. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's quite terrifying actually. I'm glad I haven't said anything uh, unpleasant about him. <laughs> unlike his, uh, uh, unlike Axel Dieter, but then he isn't <laughs> on the show today, so uh, I I went to hide when the music kicked in, but then realised yeah. it wasn't him. And it was okay. Um, so uh, yeah, the first two matches I had both of them over over three stars, and then we had uh, Marius Alani against Jeff Cobb. Uh, Cobb not in the tournament, but they've flown him over anyway for for this, and he's out, uh, on the ambition card. Yes, I assume he'll. Be here and there on the sixteen character. I would have thought so, but obviously not in the tournament. Yeah. Um, so Alani went over um, because Alani's in the yeah. tournament. Yeah. No. Well, everyone who won tonight was either in the tournament against the guy who wasn't, or like a feature play like Volta and David Starr. Obviously, will probably main event night one, so they won yeah. their matches. So the, the booking made sense, as well as like just being like five good matches <laughs> to kick oh, us off. There was a, a bit in this where uh, Jeff Cobb uh, literally threw Alani yes. in a like it looked like a tabletop him. suplex, but like in, there was no bridge or anything. He just threw him, and he he threw him up into the air, yeah. not not just that was hugely but, impressive. <laughs> and the height that he got on it, I just my jaw was yeah. dropped by it. Incredible. <laughs> and I've seen him do ridiculous feats of strength, but that was just taking the piss, frankly. Yeah, he was chucking around Alani, who's no small man, oh, and he's a big dude. Big guy. Marius bring it to him as well. Like, yeah, again, another really physical match. Um, so that was that was the first half. Uh, then the second half, there was a couple of matches. Uh, when the second half started, they started doing the um, the one fall thing, the <laughs> fall. fall, and I ah uh, shook my head. <laughs> what have we done? The I, there is certainly an influence that. We've caused problems by by our, our chanting is caught on all over the world, mm. which in a way is nice. But when you're hearing the the one fall thing, it's yeah. It, it the stupid kind of, chants have gotten over as well. It as, kind of makes you think. What, what are the we good doing? ones? What are we doing? <laughs> um, so the second half, uh, the first match was Timothy Thatcher against uh, Francis Caspin. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, Strigger was saying uh, as we were leaving, he said that. Um, uh, Caspin's movement is is extremely good, and I I can't fault that as as commentary on him at, at this position in his career. He's he's certainly one to watch out for. Caspin, yeah, he's got good charisma as well. Like <laughs> the way he was just like running around the crowd, kissing ladies' hands, <laughs> slapping high fives with everyone. Yeah, he, he seems like a nice kid. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was probably the worst match uh, on the on the night. Probably yeah, but I didn't I didn't think it was offensive like I have with a Thatcher matches in the past. So <laughs> no, it wasn't it wasn't boring or anything. I it just, it just didn't really have that same sense of yeah purpose. That I'm I'm before. feeling Thatcher versus Kanemoto tomorrow. <laughs> so you know I'm for once I'm excited for a Timmy Thatcher match. I know I like Thatcher. But I've always liked Thatcher more than the, the you or Rob. Yeah, um, but yeah, it wasn't so much a an issue with, with Thatcher in this match it was just that all the other matches had so much um, excitement about them that they were really going at each other and, and it, this one was a little more yeah a little more subdued exhibition-y I yeah, guess yeah <laughs> not a bit uh, main event main event my god <laughs> Matt Riddle and David Starr really went at each other yeah like, this, 
fantastic match. They're, they're, they're good rivals. They've got a little feud going here. Like um, there were callbacks to it as well. Yeah, yeah. With, um, uh, uh, Riddle um, uh, punched Star in the eye and said, "Well, you you punched me in the eye last time." <laughs> <laughs> like they've got this sort of like bantering brothers. Like they're friends, but also want to kick each other's ass and prove that they're better than the other. I really like that dynamic between them. Yeah, I could see with um, with the booking on this match, it's kind of shows where they're going uh, yeah. big scheme of things with with star winning um, Riddle obviously is a big player elsewhere but star is somebody that WXW deliberately built around and I think that reflected in the in the way they, they took on this match yeah I could pro- possibly see this match being a rematch in 16 carat maybe in the semi-finals um Obviously, my, my prediction of Dreisker, Alani, Star, and Riddle. I'm doubling down on that that I prediction of a really final four. I can't remember who I predicted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you did predict anyone. I said Riddle. Riddle, Riddle and I'd name some others, and I yeah. can't remember what they were. I could, I could see, because this match was very, very good, like very, very dynamic and exciting. Um, and also, Riddle kicked out of the first um, product placement, so it keeps him hot a little there bit. Were, there were some horrendous-looking bumps for a match that's... <laughs> Basically, just on a on the warm up show. Yeah, seen by a hundred people. Seen by a hundred people, and they, they were you know dropping on the neck and stuff, and uh, the, there were at least a couple of bumps where you could see the reactions from the, the guys that were in front, just horrified at the, <laughs> the, the bumps that they're taking. I think it's because like we were so close to the ring, it makes it feel more visceral than when you're standing like ten feet away or whatever. It it does make a difference, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a good atmosphere at those uh, Definitely. Groups, yeah. you, you don't get the same sort of um, atmosphere that you get at, say, Progress, where the people aim to start chance and create that atmosphere. I yeah. mean, that's the, what Progress is built on with the with even chanting, this is Progress, before the show starts. Whereas here, it's just everyone's very polite, and then you get that atmosphere as the, as the show goes mm. on. It just kind of develops... Naturally. I mean, we both compared it a bit to Fight Club Pro. Um, yeah, it's very, very similar. Like, obviously, everyone kind of gathered around the ring. And also, I said uh, David Starr, in the way he is presented in WXW, is similar to the way Travis Banks is presented in Fight Club Pro. Yeah, both good picks. Yeah. They're, they're not guys that are, that are caught on. Uh, uh, Thorsten, the uh, tall, uh, blonde gentleman that we were talking to, yes. um, he said that Starr had had a WWE trial. And he said it was, when did he say it was? It was a while ago okay. when, when Owens went in and that they didn't want him at the, at the time. Um, so, yeah, use him. Why not? He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's not leaving so in the very near future. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an exciting build to 16 Carat. My, my whistle is wetted. You're going to keep using that one then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, tomorrow will be night one and our first venture into the Turban Hall. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right. No, probably it's Turban Hall. Turban Haller. It's definitely Turbine Hall, Hall whatever. <laughs> um, it, I'm very excited. I'm excited to see everyone as well. We'll try and shove this microphone in people's faces and get some hot takes. Get some takes. <laughs> okay, well, that's it for, uh, for day one or like... Day zero. Day zero. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we'll be checking in again uh, later.
together after a match. Like in WSW, we, we try to. We don't just put out a card that says X versus Y, X wins in Y minutes, but we really try to, we really try to, like, give them input and, and, and not be, like, limiting people to what we want, but, like, our vision, put our vision in there and then actually, like, we combine what, what we want and what they want into something that, uh, that is hopefully better than just one plus one. And um, we always get together afterwards. Like uh, Walter is, is not just the head trainer in the academy, but he's also the one who's, let's say, responsible for our wrestling. Like he, he knows, he knows and understands what we want from wrestling because it is what he wants from wrestling. And that this this common, this common, this common, common words, yeah. Okay, this this common uh, this common ideology about what wrestling should be is the reason why Walter has the job he has because he. Yeah. Yes, he has the same vision of what our product should be. And we get together, like there's a lot of stuff going on that is unseen to fans. Like there's a lot of meetings going on before a show like this. I mean, why is it so quiet? Because everybody is engaging and working on that on that stuff together. And people get together and there's like there's like meetings of the people who support the wrestlers and then there's feedback again and after the match there's feedback and the, and the, and the, get together where exactly these things are being talked about. What was the reaction of the crowd? Why wasn't it that way? What could have been better? Because that is actually what what helps us. You know, if the rest of the travels home, it's gone because those guys are independent contractors. But if they are here and this is the big success I think of the last few years in WSW, that we have created a working environment where it's not that it's seen as an annoyance that the promoter has like input, but actually it's Everybody sees that there is a common goal, and especially that there is a vision of what the product should be. And I think everybody who works here, of course not everybody will always be 100% happy with everything, but I think everybody who works here respects that this is what, what the goal is. And we have gained a, a, a common understanding of how to reach that goal, and we work on it. It is day two of 16 Carat weekend, and we have been joined, or rather they have invaded our room, by uh, Johnny, <laughs> both Johnny and Ian, uh, of the Triple H, uh, saying the game a lot, fame. <laughs> this is a good tweet. Uh, we were too tired to record uh, the end of last night because uh, the show went on very late, and it was crazy. So we simply just went to sleep. Uh, so we're having to catch up. <laughs> That's on how we party <laughs> in the Eurograps. Well, we, we ate our donor kebab. We got a. Was it good? It was good. It was top donor. We, we saw the big one, and it was the size of a guy's head. So <laughs> we decided to just go to small. literally was. But we have been inducted into the traditions of the sixteen carat, um, and today we're looking forward to ambition and night two of sixteen carat. But we're here right now to talk about last night and what we thought of it. Um, so I guess we'll just go around the room. Arm, um, what was like the one moment that stuck out to you from? Oh well, wrestling's all about moments. <laughs> 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 I was really impressed with the whole um, the setup they have with the stage and all the the lights and the the, like the little bit that kind of fell back in the middle where the entrance was and all that. Uh, the setup on there that was all uh, was really good shit. I'm impressed by that. 
Um, as far as like uh, like the in ring, the last two matches were both just fucking great. <laughs> the uh, uh, David Starr and Volta and Mike Bailey and ACH. Uh, very different matches. Uh, the main event being like really heavy hitting and uh, Speedball and ACH doing all the flips and the uh, the uh, Carlton dancing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he nailed that. That was good stuff. I obviously seen Kanemoto. Definitely, Ian. Uh, I'm taking a wonder. <laughs> um, what? Yeah. What did you think of the main event? And like, what did you think of seeing Kanemoto? And just um, anything else? Seeing Kanemoto was was great. <laughs> uh, the match that he had was not so good. Um, that might be Timothy Thatcher. I don't want to get in a Timothy Thatcher debate. That might be, that might be his fault. We'll be here for a few hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the main event was ridiculous. I really liked uh, Paul London's match. I thought Paul oh, London yeah. was great. Paul London's um, having a great weekend so far. Yeah, it's for someone who seems to just be hit or miss, he, he seems to be hitting right now. And... Uh, Regardless, anyone who can walk about in, in a hooded Elvis uh, <laughs> costume and still have a great match involving shooting star presses is just fine with me. I will, uh, I will enjoy whatever he does today, which I assume will be some ridiculous flippy multi man match. Definitely, we're looking forward great. to a lot of flips yes. today. Uh, Johnny, what did you think of last night? I thought the show it built really well, apart from maybe the Cody match, which we mightn't talk about much, <laughs> which I really wasn't a fan of. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I really enjoyed, uh, apart from the matches Aaron talked about, uh, Riddle and uh, Dijak was really good as well. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, it was really hard hitting, and uh, Dijak's athleticism in real life is like insane to see. Like, he did a jump up moonsault at one part where it like, completely is. Like, it was <laughs> just like, no problem for him at all. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, Walter and Star was amazing. Like, Definitely. Yeah, the, the crowd reactions to that, like, the, the place where the crowd were losing their mind during the, the finishing stretch. Yeah, yeah. there was that like never-ending um, dueling chant going on. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah. I, yeah. I did think it was going to go on forever. I was stood next to, to Colazzo. Danny goes, "I don't think there's going to be a winner here." Yeah. <laughs> and he tried to get a boast. He's got his yeah. show going. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that match was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, I'm fascinated to see what they do with Star for the rest of the weekend now because I'm, I'm assuming they do a shotgun title match, but like. I think so, yeah. I wonder who they're going to do it against. They might build to it tonight and do it on night three. But yeah, that match was amazing. Like, everybody should watch that match. Oh, yeah. yeah when it gets released. Definitely the highlight of the day. Yeah. Um, they've been building up for a while, and I did think that Star was going to win. And so much like, so that Arn had it written down on this. So much so that <laughs> I convinced Arn to uh, yeah. make his pick and ruin his perfect streak of picks. I, Yeah, I got everything else right. So. Um, I was quite pleased with how that was going. And so <laughs> but then I, I do love Volta, so like more Volta in the tournament. Yeah, so and something. more airplay for our uh, Brit Rest Roundtable theme song, which is uh, getting over uh, very nicely. That's uh, <laughs> getting over. Uh, it's Nothing. entirely due to us and not due no, to Ring Camp. You should change your Brit Rest music to uh, Ilya Dragunov's music. <laughs> yes, you should. The yes. Command yeah. and Conquer theme. I, I I mean, it that. is incredible. Um, he also had a fucking great match yesterday as well. Oh, yeah. That was the first match, I think, that it was kind of like, yes, we're at an awesome tournament. Because the first few matches, like, it was weird because Cody Rhodes was out and he seemed like he was just doing an exhibition match. A little bit. 
and Kane and Cannonball was a lot of things went wrong in that that Cody yeah uh, Cody and Damak I mean quality aside though it felt like he was just out there having a hey my name's Cody Rhodes and (laughs) do some moves and then Kanemoto was kind of just I felt similar that he was just kind of like hey I'm in Germany and this is what I can do because he did a lot of slap 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 spinning soul butt thing Um, (laughs) so I was like they were kind of going through the motions here and then yeah, Ilya Dragunov came out and uh, Avalanche, not Robert Dreisker anymore for some reason, just Avalanche, uh, beat the shit out of each other for like a while. And it, it wasn't even that long. It, um, yeah, not a lot of the matches did go over 10 minutes, yeah. but yeah, that match did pack a lot into the time it had. Yeah, they, there was a Larry in that, that until the main event was the, the hardest <laughs> one hit anyone. Although there was a bit as well in the Bad Bones Paul London match where Paul London ran at Bad Bones and then Bad Bones just drop kicked them the entire well, length of the Paul London took like this ridiculous <laughs> bump off of a code breaker. Yeah. Oh my he god, he ran his back flipped and then yeah. landed on his head. <laughs> yeah. Did I mention that I love Paul London? <laughs> so yeah. you can mention it. As yeah. many times as he yeah, wanted. That, that um, I completely agree. Dragunov uh, and Dreisker went eight minutes and eight seconds. Well, fat longer than that. Yeah. And they'll go away. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like a strike per 12 seconds. <laughs> oh, <it> was, <laughs> that, was, that was stiff. I like the angle coming out of that as well with um, like Cerberus, which has slowly been like falling apart since Dragunov left, is mm-hmm. finally like the dead. Yeah. Dead and so I don't dead. know if that's them writing out Polak or if he'll come back with someone new. Like a different unit or something. You see that as a face turn for Dreisker as well? A little bit, yeah. I don't think you can attack Adam Polak and not turn face. <laughs> <laughs> got a nice pop for it as well, so. Yeah. I think people do want to cheer him. He's kind of cool. Yeah, that, that match was a definite highlight of the day. He has very freakishly big thighs. <laughs> Look. Like, Terrifyingly so. I'm still amazed that uh, Dragonov can lift him up though. Like he kept when, when he him actually up, lifted he just him, kept lifting him up, and he was holding him up here. Yeah, and gonna drop so he brought him out of the corner and he laid, dropping him. He, and he was just, <laughs> yeah, just holding up there, and I'm like, yeah, that's a really big, that's a lot of weight. Yeah, but then he has he has bulked up uh, Dragonov. Yeah, as uh, as CMJ was saying. <laughs> But and he's not he's not fat he's not fat anymore no he's the he kind of got uh his balance a bit wrong when he was trying to bulk up and kind of overdid it but he's kind of got back yeah. back to where he needs mm. to be and he's got baby faced red trunks now instead of ah of course <laughs> Uh, I wanted to mention Bad Bones, and he was getting quite a negative reaction uh, <laughs> well, from I your still don't crowd. know why he's getting booed I uh, it feels like the same reason Axel Dier Jr. got booed. Yeah, but he got the John Cena sucks chance, yeah. or like the like the with the John Cena theme um, after he kicked out of Paul London's um, shooting, shooting star, star presses. presses. Yeah, two of them. Well, one from the middle rope, so that wasn't a real one. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> one and a half. Um, so yeah, do you, what do you think the implications of that will be for day two and day three? Uh, do you think? I think you'll just keep getting booed. Yeah, I don't think they're going to change bad no. bones up too much. Do, um, do you think he's just going to get booed because he's in sixteen carat and they think he's like the the locals think he's not up to snuff? Or I, I was at, I was at Tag League last year and he was booed during that as well. So but he seems to be fine, like on on the, on the other shows. the other yeah. tour, like in between, like um, like back to the roots and dead end and stuff. He, he's getting plenty of. The, like face reactions mm. there, so I think a certain section of the hardcore WSW fans just don't like the baby faces. 
like a certain type of baby face that <laughs> like the way Axel was last year like they yeah, really yeah. didn't like Axel no they yeah. didn't so maybe it's there's no way you can't really boo Axel like that anymore so they're transferred into bad bones now instead yeah Al Annie was getting a bit of that as well yeah, yeah. and Mac yeah Mac, and, and Mac. all the German people apart from <laughs> Dragon oh, all the German people apart from well, yeah Dragon was Russian though, uh, apparently I think he's of Russian descent I think he was brought up here yeah. he's, he's born uh, he's either born or he was, he was brought here as a child yeah it's just like Oberhausen is just the, the Chicago of German wrestling. They just they don't <laughs> just like the... Hate the, all the faces. Yeah. Hate, hate all the local guys. <laughs> Cheer, Cody. Love Cody Rhodes. Uh, <laughs> what does everyone love Cody Rhodes? People just boom. He's got shiny pants. I would like people with shiny pants as well. <laughs> so shiny. Yeah, well, hopefully he, like, you know, puts a bit of effort in later into the tournament because mm-hmm. he's obviously going to go quite deep. Um you're hoping if he's in there with so many goods that he actually raises his game. But like, we haven't seen it so far. So. Oh, it's a shot at the Mac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Mac, but he really wasn't good in that much. So. No, there was, there was lots of spots where it was just they started to do something. Like uh, they had him in uh, the Mac in the, in the tree of woe. And like Cody just kind of strolls over to him, thinks about doing something, then takes him out of the tree of woe. <laughs> And then another bit where he was just kind of on the ropes and nothing happened. So <laughs> Cody hit him <laughs> and then he leaned in, had a bit of a chat. Yeah. Yeah, it, there, was, there was loads of stuff like that going wrong. I don't know if they just didn't prepare properly or whether yeah. one of them got lost. I, I don't know. Just, but it was just, yeah. It's kind of stuff like Cody would like lift him up and it was like, oh, he's going to do a vertebraker. And then he didn't and put him back down. And yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, really he's going to do a beach break. And then he just kind of. Put him down. It was really weird. I don't know what happened, but it didn't seem to matter because everyone was just cheering for Cody anyway. And yeah, and um, by the time the main event had happened, like that match was a oh, distant oh, yeah. memory. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe we're even talking about it to be honest. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you said, uh, Johnny. The the show kind of like started low and then just built yeah. and like it yeah. got better and better as it went. Once it got to the Dragon Off uh, Avalanche match, it just kept building from there. The show did definitely. Yeah. yeah. I thought the, uh, Alani and JT Dunn was kind of low-key good. The, um, it was a tiny the... bit of a botch at the start where he... he oh, was, oh, yeah, he, he slipped on the ropes. ropes. Yeah, he went yeah. to do like a springboard and slipped. Yeah. But, well, I thought they covered okay. I thought it was a fun match overall. Yeah. Yeah. Dunn's elbows are as good as advertised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't kill anyone there, so... Uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> the loudest thing that happened all night, though, was um, right at the start of the Matt Riddle Donovan. Oh, when he chopped him. Died and started, like, fast and he was beating up on um, Riddle and then Riddle just came back with like an overhand slap like <laughs> right to his chest kind of like what um, Shibata does in his, or did in his yeah. British matches and I think because the turban hala is like so big it just echoed, it echoed right the way around <laughs> that is the loudest thing I've ever heard that was brilliant yeah one thing that uh, stood out to me was the video screen like that's like WWE level production really we've got good. now in Oberhausen. Um, that's really good. <laughs> they put, clearly put a lot of time and effort into making that look really good. It's um, really and money. I, the thing most people come here for the first time, the first thing they say is how professional the whole setup is. Yeah, yeah. like they're on another level to other than these. Like around Europe, yeah. Oh, yeah, and also nice. like nice. talking to Christian and the WXW team, like you get that sense of professionality to it. And the pride to take in the professionalism as well. Like they couldn't lower yeah. their standards. 
because they wouldn't be up to what they want. Yeah, they, they don't you know. take any shit either. Like if something isn't working, they'll they'll just go, "This isn't working. Yeah. Let's do something." Else. <laughs> and everyone just seems to get on with it. It's like, yeah, fair enough. There doesn't seem to be any kind of like infighting or anything. It's just um, so we're talking to Felix uh, Kohlenberg, and uh, he he was saying that it's like if the booking isn't working, it's like a group effort and if it isn't going anywhere then they just change it and do something else and right. they, they plan ahead and it's, it's all very organised it's, it's real professional effort mm-hmm. Sweet. yeah it was also good to talk to Jan Simmons um, <laughs> well in general in, <laughs> in general but uh, like out of shtick I guess not just saying I don't care to everything not just like <laughs> calling us nerds or whatever <laughs> um but like actually like get, picking his brain and getting inside um, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, share some of his comments um, on the podcast when it eventually goes up once we've compiled it all together. Yeah, it's going to um, take a while. <laughs> yeah, don't envy Rob. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob. So yeah, uh, have two shows to look forward to today, Ambition and Carrot Night 2 with the quarterfinals and some presumably some flippy do tags and oh. possibly Koji Kanemoto versus the Smoking Gun. Yeah. Bobby Guns. Oh, his favourite match. <laughs> <Aaron's pretty much. laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to take issue with Bobby Guns because he's just not very good. Um, I don't mean that in like a harsh way. It's just like the standard of his of his ability is not uh, on that level. It's just not. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound harsh. I mean, he makes smoking look cool. So I mean, his character's fine. I got nothing against his character work, yeah. and like a lot of the a lot of his wrestling is okay. It's just that um, this is a that like the Carrot Weekend is at another level to the the normal shows that yeah. they do, and I just don't think he's that good. Whereas like Francis Caspin is well on his way to being that good. So I would have no problem with him being on the on one of the undercard matches. What about the rotation? <laughs> I'm, I'm coming around on him. Okay. Bobby Guns against the rotation night three. Oh, that'd be awful. Ten <laughs> like passable, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really fired up for ambition, to be honest. I'd yeah, definitely. To see how that plays yeah. out. Got Jeff Cobb in. Um, we we found out today why like he's not on the 16 carat main tournament card. Um, because of the whole Lucha Underground thing and them not being yeah, able to confirm his dates in time. Yeah, the um, planning is apparently is a bit erratic. <laughs> it just makes it difficult to get the Lucha Underground guys in. But apparently it's on TV over here, like in Germany. Yeah, it's yeah they got a deal recently, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's going on free TV, so like they're going to be recognisable stars. So that I think you'll see more Lucha Underground guys being used in, in WXW going forwards. I think a lot of them are coming in for the main show. They're doing um, a show here, uh, Superstars of Wrestling. Yeah. I think Pentagon and Phoenix and yeah, yeah. people are coming in for that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hopefully they've got a bit of traction on TV. Then, <laughs> um, oh, actually, they're not on it anymore, are they? Uh, Penta's. Pentagon. Well, I don't know how yeah. far behind the tapings are. I don't know, yeah. I don't they know still have like a couple of years worth in the can. Season one and going upwards or they're starting uh, from season I don't three? Know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I watched an episode of Lucha Underground where uh, Pentagon wrestled Kyrie Hojo and I haven't watched anything since. It's <laughs> <laughs> so. the only thing you needed to say. That's all I needed to say. It's see. a good jumping on spot and mm-hmm. then jumping off, off spot. Yeah. <laughs> I basically bounced. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up this session of podcasting? 
Yeah, night <laughs> one is usually the weakest in three shows, so I am I'm very excited. Yeah, it was a strong show. I was just seeing Arn take a look at his notes, and of course his main event notes were, fuck, fuckity, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I think I'm that uh, accurate, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I got that, uh, got that down. That Summarised the match pretty well, yeah. 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 David Starr is more over here than anywhere I, I could imagine. Yeah, it's, it's yeah he's had an excellent couple yeah. of nights as well. And he performs at a different level here compared to anywhere else as well. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. done a great job of building him up. Like yeah. the past couple of uh, big shows, he's, he's just been kind of getting higher and higher up the card. When he does eventually beat Walter, it'll be a huge moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what we were talking about last yeah. week. It was like, they could put him over here, but it would also make sense if he lost to Walter, which he did. Mm. And then eventually he will beat him, but it's it's when it's, it's about the whole heating up. Mizawa yeah. uh, Kawada thing. You can keep it going <laughs> if you want to. If, he, if he's going to be that good going up against him, then that's, that's a good storyline. Yeah. Especially if it ends up being like for the title or something down the line. Definitely. I would assume that would happen eventually. Yeah. Maybe they'll build to Walter and Axel. Ring camp explodes. But like, I don't really want that. Well, they're just kind of destroyed <laughs> yeah. Cerberus, so it's like yeah, they kind of have to keep Ring camp yeah. stronger, would, yeah. I would have thought. But then you never know what might happen because mm-hmm. uh, they, they did a little video package where he said there's no team orders. Uh, this is CMJ. Uh, so there's no team order. So if Volta wants a title shot at Axel and he earns it, then he can have it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and whether it does affect the the unit or whether it changes it. I... Of course, that may all be moot because uh, massive Yarn could win the title. Yes. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Definitely, Volta's win last night heats up the title match tonight. It sure does. Simmons and Dita Junior. And the the kind of stare down afterwards was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Simmons is such a good promo. <laughs> and Axel can stare. <laughs> Axel can stare better. Uh, Arn is afraid he's, of he's Axel. He's a professional stare. I'm be scared. <laughs> Axel has like a quintessential like German face, and it's just like I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Everything, even if he's even if he's smiling at you, he's it's, like it's I when hate he, you. When he was leaving, wearing the suit yesterday, I leaned over to Ollie and I said, "He looks like a hitman after kill someone and dissolve their body." That <laughs> massive. <acid. laughs> That's exactly what he looks like. And uh, we're going to be interviewing him in like an hour. (laughs) 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 So that'll be fun. Uh, I think we should wrap this one up. Um, But yeah, we'll see Johnny and Ian around and continued podcasts as weekend continues. Thanks, lads. Thanks. Reactions between the one in progress in England versus the German crowd in yeah. Um, well, like England took me by surprise as far as crowd reactions goes because I don't like I don't know like maybe I'm really nihilistic but I don't expect anybody to know of me. So like when we went to England, obviously like everybody they brought all over were established names for just the WXW market and crowd, but um, I didn't expect them to like respond the way they did, like be so amped up, like not just for me, but for all of our guys. Um, 
since the whole rivalry with Axel, though, like reactions in Germany have, have been pretty positive for me. <laughs> so, uh, the progress was still special because, along with the whole singing and like all the chants they do and everything, like it's really something else, and I hadn't experienced that before. So, like. German fans in general, I think, are more, I wouldn't say critical, but more analytical, in the sense that they more sit back and, all right, show me what you got. Whereas the English fans, or at least the Progress fans, are very just like, they just want to be into it. Like, they're just very excited from the start. And, like, I think both have their ups and downs, you know, but I enjoy performing in front of both. Uh, hi Jeff, um, having appeared um, for OTT, Europe Pro a few times and now WXW, are you planning on making more uh, trips to Europe to wrestle um, like Mike Bailey or Matt Riddle making it like a home turf for you? Okay, um, so uh, I don't know, you could probably heard but like uh, progress I'll be there in May for the Strongstown tournament, uh, three days so that'll be super fun, I'm looking forward to that. Um, then I'll be coming back to Europe again in July for I believe two weeks. Uh, hopefully I can squeeze in some Germany stuff and whatnot. But uh, as of now, there's only like eight shows that I that I have in England. But you can always fill it in like maybe like if what, what country's running or something like that, or if uh, Germany's running something during the week, then maybe I can fit that in. But uh, definitely love coming to Europe. It's so great. Like uh, like I've been in three countries and on this tour, and it's everywhere I've gone. Obviously, I thought of darker times, um, and uh, so someone said, "No, no, no, this is what it means." But like, did you were, did you was that ever in your mind going over to London no. and thinking, "What was the what was the creative vision behind it?" Yeah, I want to tell you something. Like the, the creative process behind Ringkamp was everybody came from a good place and had an idea and a vision of what they wanted to do. And if on this road that happens under perfect morale. And, and all that stuff, and no harm met. I think it would be idiotic to say just out of wish to be politically correct, we will not do something which we think is 100% good and good-minded and has a good idea behind it. The thing is, I'm a German and I'm very aware of what happened in the Second World War, and I think it's obviously it's, it's horrible. But I, I don't, I don't think the thing is aesthetic has something to do with art. And the Nazis tried to destroy art. And by destroying art, in, like from the perspective now, by destroying art that might be connected with this time, you do the same that they do. 
So I think the aesthetics of 30 years Germany are some of the most beautiful aesthetics ever. Like the, the whole Great Gatsby thing, that is, a very, that is a very German aesthetic, for example. And it's great, I love it. Like it's my favorite aesthetic in like German history. And I think to have this taken away, just because people did horrible things, I think it's giving them the credit that they do not deserve. And it's also the exact antithesis to what they wanted to do in the first place. Like, I know that it's called Mein Kampf, but Kampf means fight. And Ringkampf is the actual translation for wrestling in German. And the story behind it is, wrestling is, an, is, is just it's the English word, everybody says wrestling. So of course, if you're with your little peer group, you want to differentiate yourselves from the others. So we said catch for a very long time because it's catch. Catch is the German word. So we used this. Then everybody started to say catch and ha ha ha. And again, after some time, you'd be like, okay, we leave it to them and we find our new thing. Then we were like ringen, which is like the verb for rest. To rest is ringen. And then we were like ringen. And there is a documentary of Vienna, the old days, and there was somebody who was like, Professioneller Berufsringsport, which means like professional wrestling sport, pretty much. And it's such an overly complicated way of putting it that we were like, okay, if we would be like the elitist group, why wouldn't we use the most over overblown word we could find for this? And then it, it all was it, it was a, it was a really easy idea. We didn't plan for this huge success that happened. It was like Let's do it for us. Like Junior and Axel Tischer came up with the idea in the first place. Then Walter was right on it. Uh, they asked me if I could help them with the business side of it. And I asked Dennis if he could create a design. And then Dennis and I were sitting in front of a computer and he was like, I got it. And 15 minutes later, the logo that's on the t-shirts was done. It was a 15 minute work because the vision was so was so there. And then it was just when, when Axel went to, to Florida, he was like, yeah, fuck it, this is, this is our stuff. And obviously Joel Allen is he's like a, he's like a, he's an idol, but uh, like he is the blueprint. Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's the blueprint. We were like, why, why can't we do something like this? But how? Because his shit looks so clean. He's a way better designer than we are. He has, he has, he read, because he can concentrate on one thing and do it really well. That is the luxury I never had with WSW. So we were like, okay, what can we do to set it apart? Give it a German aesthetic, go this route. And then, like everything else, like the fact that we invested, I think, in total over a thousand euros to give the costumes to the guys, like the, the awesome uh, coat, Walter, the, the, uh, the English jacket for Tim and the college jacket for Junior and all that stuff. And we really invested in, in this because we do a thing like we present something that is such a closed, this closed system because it's like where it's like a, a holistic thing. It has to catch on. And luckily it did, and it's and it's awesome because if you see like, and the thing is, I have twice now. If I see someone wearing a WXW shirt, I feel like wow. If I see somebody wearing a Rinkham shirt, I feel like wow, this is our stuff. And to this day, I have seen this logo so many times. It pisses me off. And that's with most designs. Whenever I see the Rinkham logo, I'm like. What, this could be a better design. Like everybody's entitled to their opinion, but for me, I'm like, this is a design. Wow, this is so, and I'll never get tired of it. And it is actually like this sounds cheesy, but it is actually a manifestation of the friendship between the parties. This is actually us. Like the fact that we, because we 
all share a certain philosophy about what wrestling should be. And the fact that people actually, besides us being a heel stable, the fact that people can, because the things you can, you can sell people everything, you know? But the fact that people from their perspective see what we want and can identify with it and want to not only invest money, that's one thing, but if you see how many Rinkham profile pics are on Facebook, how many people actually use terms that, that Walter uses in his promo, it's just heartwarming because that's, I mean, that's what you want. You want to move people with that. That that work through a merchandise brand is phenomenal. So that was the creative process. After night two of 16 Carat, and Arn and I had a rather fun night last night. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the after party goes on till three in the morning, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of hit my voice is a little bit fucked up. <laughs> I, I drank 30 euros worth of beer, I'm not sure how much nice. that is in, in beer, but that's how much it was in euros. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had a very long day yesterday and a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, but really, <laughs> the, only, the only thing that's fresh in our minds is uh, ACH <laughs> jumping on the table. Yeah, there's singing like, all the karaoke. <laughs> doing his botchamania intro. Uh, you can't even rely on your notes because everyone drunkenly scribbled in them. Yeah, I'm just. I have like four pages of notes from the after party. <laughs> I don't think I actually wrote anything. No star ratings. From no, uh, just random scribblings, basically. <laughs> there is a lie in here as well because Strigger wrote that uh, I went to the bar. I was standing there for a while. Teenage dirtbag was on, and I, he says I did not react. That's not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> I actually sang Teenage Dirtbag to Matt Riddle. Ah. <laughs> Affectionately, <laughs> he enjoyed it. I think. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, good meeting Matt Riddle. Um, seeing ACS <laughs> jumping around, conga lining to absolute Andy's thing. There is a picture of, of um, uh, us both and uh, Sarah uh, Keneally with Matt Riddle kind of in front of us posing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Matt Riddle won the ambition tournament. He did. Uh, Ages and ages ago, now it feels, <laughs> like, a, ago, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it was only... I, uh, uh, <laughs> it was yesterday. I was going, going back through my... This is like 10 pages of notes <laughs> ago. Yes. Um, he beat Mike Bailey in a very good uh, shoot-style match. Yes. It felt very, very, very UFC-style um, in its execution. Then destroyed Bobby Guns in Bobby one Guns. minute. Got, got him in a shoot bro mission. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely killed Bobby Guns. And then finally defeated Tim Thatcher. And can I just say, I enjoyed Timothy Thatcher yesterday. Finally. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to tell him about the... Um, so we're at the after party. And I, I've been ribbing Ollie about this for like two years <laughs> bad mouth in Tim Thatcher I'm like sooner or later he's gonna get you he's, he's gonna like come out of nowhere and Ollie was like stood opposite me like across the table and behind him is the entrance and I see Tim Thatcher walk in walk in from the entrance 
and across the room and he's walking right towards Ollie, like right behind him. And like at the, at the point where he's like gonna turn to go to the bar, he just pauses for a minute and like, oh God. He's going to kill Ollie. <laughs> he was right behind you. And then he turned and went to the bar. Uh, and I wouldn't just... even get the opportunity to say that uh, he was good. Uh, <laughs> the... it was, that was a moment for me. That was, that oh, was a, an after-party moment. I, I, think, I think he's a live wrestler. Like, the, the nuances in his performance only really come across live, I think. I mean, I've, I've always enjoyed him on tape. I, 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 I was never in the hate Thatcher yeah. camp. <laughs> But I, I found him boring before and excessive. Um, I didn't think so here. I thought, like, within the confines of the shoot-style tournament, like, he was thriving. Um, and also, he just seems generally at home with the ring camp gimmick and in WXW. Um, it's, this seems like prime Thatcher. Yeah, I always said, like, everything he's done in WXW has been really good. Mm. Uh, should we talk about night two of 16 carries? Yes. Um... They started out with uh, Big Donny Dijak against Jeff Cobb. We just barely got in because we were interviewing Jeff Cobb like five minutes beforehand <laughs> and like the show started and we had yeah, to run yeah, around yeah. To, to, to the venue part of the venue and um, like we just got in and the wrestlers started coming out and there was like, that's Jeff Cobb. <laughs> so she went from Hi, being, <laughs> being interviewed to wrestling in the first match. He he has got just freakishly ridiculous power. Oh yeah, the the way he was throwing Dijak around was just insane. This was a big hoss fight. Oh yeah. straight up, <laughs> very enjoyable. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, after that, we went straight into the quarterfinals of Carrot. Uh, the first one, Riddle and Bailey. I was quite surprised they did uh, Riddle and Bailey after having done it like. Early. Yeah, I, I, no, I I like that. It was yeah. like a good um, scenario to place them in. Yeah, and then Riddle, Riddle beat him again, yeah. which so, was surprising. I thought they had two really good matches, but like the, the total time of both of them was about 11 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I was going to say they didn't get a chance to go longer, but then Riddle had worked like three times yeah. earlier <laughs> in the day. Four so matches like yesterday. Fourth match. <laughs> um, after that, it was uh, Tim Thatcher and Ilya Dragunov. Uh, Ilya's entrance alone is yeah. selling me. Um it's probably not going to come across as well on on the VOD because you don't see it. But like, yeah, the, and you don't get the music. Either. Oh, the, <laughs> yeah, the, it's very hard to explain how great it is. But it's like the video board, the music, him like screaming. If, he's got so much energy. It's like if Ivan Drago had been a babyface <laughs> in Rocky. That's what his entrance is like. Yeah, uh, all the the Russian sickles and the uh, all the red on the like the Tron in the background and everything. It's fucking incredible. Every time he comes out, I've, I've just, I've been caught up in it just because he's, <laughs> he's just, uh, and I've always liked him as a wrestler, but like he's, his entrance is just another mm -hmm. level. And that's, I think a lot of them have got great entrances. I'm very happy that he's in the semifinals. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a stiff match. I enjoyed that. Um, I thought we had uh, Volta and uh, Maria Salani. Uh, I thought this was decent. Um, probably wasn't Marius's best work, but uh, Volta progressed. Yeah, yeah, it was maybe more about getting Volta over, yeah. and establishing I his moves, well, especially Volta's great. the choke out finisher. You know, tonight someone's gonna drop the hand and keep it up, yeah. and it's gonna be <laughs> gonna be a big pop because they've established that as just a killer. 
Uh, what well, the star did the the three hand drop and got out of it? He got beat with something else. Nah, he 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 dropped the hand. Like he he was sort of like uh. That, that does not come across well on radio. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only just did like a hand drop thing. Yeah. You can't see it. But yeah, both Star and Alani have been beaten by the chokehold and passing out in it. Um, so potentially someone's going to get out of it and it's going to be huge. <laughs> Volta looks like a monster going in tonight. Uh, and the, the last uh, quarterfinal was Bad Bones against uh, Cody Rhodes. Um, we kind of shocked that Cody lost, but a little bit. Once once the um, the gimmick restarted, I you could sort of tell that he was going to lose. Yeah, but he, he, did, he, he got like, like the second. visual pin, didn't he? Yeah, he, he got he got the visual pin over Bad yeah, Bones, like which thirteen count, on which protects him. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bad they're clearly going with Bad Bones' unpopularity in Oberhausen as like a story point this weekend. Yeah, he's and this, this year's Axel Dieter. <laughs> and compared to Cody's um, getting crowd surfed. Um, <laughs> yeah, that crowd Crowd eating out the palm of his hand. It was fantastic to see. Because we were up in the press like gantry, which is like above the um, uh, balcony, which is where like uh, Alan uh, Kunahan and Enrico Bushido do the commentary and everything. Yeah. Um, so we were like above that, and um, all the the WXW boys, all the the locker room and everything was up there, and all night they were just kind of like kicking back and relaxing. Yeah. And until like the Cody uh, yeah, Klinger they, match, I, I don't know if they've been told, oh, this is going to be like a really good match. You you want to be watching <laughs> this? But like as soon as they came out, they they yeah they wo- they really woke up for Cody, and yeah, they had yeah. to go stand on a bench instead. Yeah, to watch it. Yeah, couldn't see over the top of the boys. Yeah, and the one guy stood right in front of the camera. So oh. like the the hard cam from one of the the balcony ones is going to have like half a match with. Like, I think it was more than half a match. This guy just leaning in front of the camera, yeah, and so you, getting in our way. You, you can see like half the ring and like half his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, after that we had the Francis Caspin and Koji Kanemoto. Um, this is fine. It was like the, I've described it in my notes as old lion versus young lion. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because uh, Koji Kanemoto is like he's been wrestling longer than Francis Caspin has been alive, <laughs> so that, that was an interesting. Dynamic yeah, it was a good good test for Caspin to try and um, hang with Kanemoto. Yeah, I, Koji hasn't been working particularly hard this no. this weekend, but then uh, with with his age, I'm I'm not really surprised. Yeah, it's more of like a greatest hits for Kanemoto. Yeah, it? yeah, but yeah. It's like a that's what we we're expecting. Yeah, right? well, I'm, I'm fine. I, I I'm enjoying the story he's built up with Bobby Guns saying like. He's been around smokers all his life, and <laughs> he's not a fan. While Bobby Guns seems to just be racist, so <laughs> Bobby Guns came out with the smoking as as per usual. I'm pretty sure you can't do that, but like it's Germany, so whatever. And um, he said something about bringing a sack of rice to his match with Koji the net, like on the oh dear. on night three. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the, uh, the deal is with that. Um. Yeah, so after that we had the David Starr came out and said he was like disappointed that he lost in the tournament, but he's gonna try it again next year and uh, he was gonna defend the shotgun title against against three guys and then three guys came out. But uh, during his entrance, the one side of the ring, uh, every one of them had uh, like a little uh, A4 um, sheet 
with one of his nicknames written on it, and there was yeah, like yeah. literally the whole one side of the ring had a had a baseball bat. <laughs> and he and has a lot of nicknames no and um, a lot of stories to tell about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you got that on tape, right? Yes. Yeah. So well, that that <laughs> somewhere. Um, yeah, so Absolute Andy was the first guy out, then Paul London, then ACH. I'm so sold on ACH this weekend. It's oh, yeah. Fucking incredible. Well, if, if we weren't already after his after party performance. <laughs> he basically sat with us. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Like, he came and sat down because there was, a, there was like a, we, we had the table and there was a, like a free stool on the, on the far side of it. And he was just kind of like sat there joining in, singing. It's mm. just. He's alive. It, it impresses me that he's like always on because, um, like, <laughs> what, of energy. what you see in the ring is basically what he is. <laughs> yeah, he really is that energetic. It was, it was fun to see that. I, he doesn't like Metallica though. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I criticized him for not knowing the words to Enter Sandman. I think he might have known them, he just didn't want to sing them. But yeah. Um, so this was a really fun match. They, they did so much fun stuff. Uh, there was a bit of a dance off. They did some uh, fucking around with the banana. That, uh, yeah, that Mario Kart Oberhausen. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to. He threw it in front of Absolute Andy when he was going to do a dive, and Andy yeah. just stopped and went, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> but eventually, he did slip, and then he fell over it. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the the Germans did a load of piss taking chants as well that I really enjoyed. Um, they threw money at, at, at ACH because he was like, I'm not dancing unless I get paid. And Euro started raining into the ring. And he collected them all up and gave them to um, uh, Tassilo. And like Tassilo Young like, goes backstage to go and put the money somewhere because yeah. he doesn't want to be carrying it around. And when he came back out, he got a welcome back chant. And then <laughs> you deserve it. Tremendous. <laughs> You, you deserve it. It's uh, the ultimate piss take. It, it was. Right now. It, they, they knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> and I applaud them for it. Um, an absolute ridiculous spot in this match was uh, Andy doing the F5 on Paul London off the top rope. Oh, yeah. Paul London, he let him go in like mid like rotation and he just flew across the ring. I've never seen a, a, an F5 bump anything like this <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> like he went from from the corner that they did it off and he landed like almost yeah. in the opposite corner but he was like above the ring and then back down again Paul London's worked tremendously hard this weekend he really very, very has impressed. he really has I, I can't remember what he said we talked to him on the way out of the after party so like obviously I can't remember because it was three in the morning yeah but um, he, he looked in better spirits than I was expecting because he kind of got carted off to the hotel after the after the match. Uh, after that one, we had the the Avalanche, Robert Dreisker against uh, JT Dunn. Um, I've made like no notes on this at all. I, I know Dreis it was Dreisker won. Just kind of a uh, Dreisker looked good. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he just had to come out and reestablish himself after losing yeah, yeah. to Ilya. Um, you can't remember a lot about it so uh, but then that was like the, the match before the yeah, main that was event the, so, uh, the main event was obviously uh, the title um, Axel Dieter Jr. defending against uh, Jern Simmons uh, suitably epic is what I've written <laughs> at, the, at the bottom there <laughs> completely agree with that yeah I, I had a great deal of enjoyment for the match they kind of got all the crap out of the way at the start with the like, anybody yeah. that was likely to interfere basically got carted off 
Um, yeah, A4 took out Ring Camp. Yeah, and Jacoby got yeah, done yeah, in as well. I wanted to say the entrances were very impressive. Oh, um, I, I enjoyed the, the Dita Jr.'s uh, video board because obviously Volta and Thatcher have like the Ring Camp logo. He had the Ring Camp logo and then it sort of turned into this sort of Great Gatsby. <laughs> yeah. um, like, I don't even know, like a kaleidoscope effect. And I, re I really like that, that they went like all out to make Dita Jr. especially special. Yeah. And then, of course, the, the banners. The banners, of, yeah. The math is sacred dropped. Um, that is holy. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, it just made the whole match feel like Ring Camp were trying to intimidate you and then it wasn't going to work. Oh, Ewan just doesn't care though, does yeah. he? <laughs> That's his whole gimmick, he just doesn't care. Also, the frizz levels in this match went into overdrive. Yeah, it was when the, because um, yeah, Ewan had the uh, this gimmick with the um, uh, like jets of, yeah, uh, yeah. of air coming down from the sea. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it was a very cool entrance, but like it made his hair go like, <laughs> like straight up in the air and it just kind of stayed there. <laughs> that was weird. Um, so we, we were like behind... Um, the commentary guys as I said and uh, Rico Bushido was so animated in this match oh yeah <laughs> made it better made yeah. It better. yeah I enjoyed watching him as much as I enjoyed watching the <laughs> watching the main event it must have been it's like half an hour long I think the main yeah I think it was like I think 25 minutes 27 I think I saw in the timing uh, it, it didn't feel that long like no, it went on no, at really a brisk pace um, Ewan is so much better than he was. Yes. It's ridiculous. He's, he's improved vastly in the, in the I'm, last year. <laughs> I'm still staggered that we didn't have him in the, in the Euro draft, that nobody picked him. Mm. Like, I feel stupid for not picking him <laughs> like, in the later rounds. It's because he wasn't very good back then. <laughs> he, I'm sure he was. He just was doing the gimmick. Yeah. Like he was he's, doing... he's toned down the gimmick a bit, let the wrestling breathe a bit more, um, and it's working. Yeah, he's he's so good. He really is. And yeah. Dita is just phenomenal. I I was um I liked Dita before this weekend, but I think he with the the interview and like his his seeing his in ring and like his the way that he behaves uh, in front of a big crowd, it's uh, yeah, he's yeah. he's he's at another level to a lot of the guys that, that they've got over here. Um he he looks like a star compared to to guys like Cody Rose because Cody's got shtick, whereas Axel has like presence, mm -hmm. and like Cody's been a big star in a very big promotion, and uh, Axel could easily do that, easily. The, the the way that he carries himself is just so professional. Um, Definitely, yeah, he totally won me over. Like, it, like yeah, his his life. interview was very very impressive. Um, one of the best ones we've had so far this weekend. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, when he name dropped Pat Roach, I. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can you might be able to pick up my laughing because I was sat next to you so I was, I was laughing at the fact that you name dropped Pat Roach yeah. and yeah I completely sold on completely sold yeah this was a very fun main event like had plenty of drama um, good action um, and yeah very very memorable and they made it better with like the extra pageantry to it so yeah <laughs> and they got no qualms about the main event no no it's really good very yeah. strong um, what are you looking forward to night three? Everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the lineup of the semi-final is really strong. Like, all four guys are getting big reactions, yeah, whether it be Bad Bones getting booed. Um, I'm, I'm impressed. They've, they've got three guys who are basically 
like the domestic talent yeah. in, in Volta, uh, Klinger, and Dragunov. And they, they're all over to a degree where it's not uh, stupid that, that they've progressed. It feels completely natural. Yeah, how yeah these four it guys. really does that, that yeah. they're in there. Um, I'm quite surprised that they've got three in there because um, normally they, they like to push a couple of uh, imports into the, the yeah, latter yeah. stages to make it seem more important, but it's, it's more important anyway because of how over they, all those guys are. I know... Um, I don't think the crowd's happy that Klinger is, is, in, is in the semi. <laughs> I, th I think whoever he faces, the reaction's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah, um, I've kind of got it into my head that uh, Riddle and Valter is going to be the one semi-final just because I really want to see that match. <laughs> and I don't think both of them are going to be in the final because I kind of think Dragunov is. I'm thinking Walter Dragunov, but... Yeah, I... Yeah, if they do Riddle and Valter, I'll be, I'll be thrilled, right? <laughs> in either in the semi or the final. Um, and I, I kind of hope Ilya wins. But I just want to hear his music again. <laughs> that's, that's my main reason for wanting Ilya Dragunov to win is just so I can see his whole like video yeah. wall and just yeah. <laughs> we also have the no ropes match between Maris Van Beethoven and yes. Alpha Kevin um, yeah. to blow off that feud. That is gonna be. I don't think our female's here. I haven't seen her, unless she's just coming in for tomorrow. Uh, oh. Mel, uh, Mel Gray is here, because yeah. we saw her do karaoke yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's about it from, from day two. It's been so much fun so far. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> We're not quite worn out just yet. <laughs> not quite. We got one uh, more shot. Yeah, one, one more, and then I, I'm dead. <laughs> My voice is kind of on its way. Yeah, I think you can tell like both of our voices are just Your yours sounds better than mine. I can mine's <laughs> I, I can hear my vocal cords be, being all fucked up, so I'm sure that Crombacker didn't help. How <laughs> many beers I drank. So yeah, we'll be back with um a couple more interviews. Um we got we've got a good lineup today. Um and potentially after show we will run down night three. Awesome. Interesting. <laughs> that we came up with because uh, yeah, WXM started as an oddity wrestling fan group anyways, like stuff like the TPI, which is the mind father of 16 Karat Gold, and then Ambition as well with like UWFI and the whole shoot stuff, and we always thought that was cool, and, and we were like, okay, why don't we, the original concept was why don't we do UWFI and accentuate the different fighting styles, like have a boxer, have an amateur wrestler, have a taekwondo artist and stuff like that. And I think this kind of got lost in the last years a bit because there's so many people who do some MMA next to being a wrestler. And well, doing MMA is, well, you know, there is, there is differences to that. Right? 
And as soon as I heard the introductions by Tommy for yesterday's tour, I was like, okay, this is like a legit tournament field for something it like really this. It really was. I mean, the guys you had in the tournament, you know, I thought, wow, I've really looked out by being here and able to see this. So it's really one of my highlights. Of the week. And the thing is, I have the very, I have a very strong belief that if the guys who do something have fun, people consume it will have fun. Yeah. And I was saying like to the guys yesterday who I met at the balcony, like what happens at Ambition is what has happened in the academy all week long. <laughs> like Tom was was here all week, Riddle and Thatcher is here anyway, Riddle was here, Walter was here. I don't know if you guys saw the photo uh, out of the academy. Oh yeah, with all yeah, the guys yeah, yeah, yeah. up. They just met every day for two hours and would roll like all the, everybody with everyone and they wouldn't stop because you know it's fun. Like, to me, that photo really put into perspective how big Walter is compared to Jeff Carl. Yes. I mean, the difference, I know Jeff's, you know, he's, he's stocky, he's not at all, but Walter's just a monster. Yeah, but, like, but that's, that's, stuff, that's stuff I think that we all should think about, because I think uh, in the attempt of, of making wrestling more relatable, I think the perspective of the size of the athlete has gone away. And I think, especially the US independents, they just have a lot of small guys. And I think they, like at 10 years ago, people, people wrestled according to their size. And I think at some point people just decided, hey, I can do a brainbuster even if I'm 170 because people will pop if I brainbuster the two meter giant. <laughs> you know, and I think that's just the wrong direction. And I love Pop, I think he's amazing. But the fact that he is, like he obviously is like Sekimoto, for example, yet he is portrayed like A-Train, you know what I mean? And people see him as some kind of this and I, I think this is something I love about WXW so much we're a heavyweight promotion very much like most of the main event guys are 100 kilos and plus and like we try to make sure that size and differences like that are part of the match story and that really this part because it's there anyway why not use it I never got that but that was a detail from the original so, like everybody everybody had fun rolling together in the academy anyway like I, I'm I did martial arts as well quite extensively, so I just people just love to do that stuff, you know? If, if you do it, you want to do it, and you want to do it to people you haven't done it before, like feel, feel them out and stuff. And I think that is what we saw at Ambition yesterday as well in a lot of times. Like, I don't know if people realize this, but a lot, a lot, a lot of the stuff that happens is actually real jiu-jitsu uh, sparring that's happening in the ring just in front of people <laughs> and it's it's just amazing to see with with how little things that the guys create something really special and just to uh, close this out i think ambition is also a good educational uh, uh, vessel like because i think it, it, like the people who watch it there's no commentary there's no chance there's nothing people just concentrate on what is happening and that allows people to accentuate certain yeah. things that get lost in wrestling and are just taken as cliche. And I think this is a good method to reintroduce some believability into wrestling, which I'm very big about, obviously. And yeah, I think this is, this was my highlight because I was just like, okay, you guys run the show, I go in the balcony and just uh, just unwind for a while. That was great.
Someone in the back asked me the same thing uh, at the end of yesterday. Uh, to getting a bunch of nicknames is because I love Apollo Creed from the Rocky movies. Um, 
the nicknames all have, each one has their own little story behind it. Um, it's crazy, right? Um, the Creamer Coffee is from Rich Palladino, who's the ring announcer at Beyond, and he's just the man. He came up with a bunch of random ones at one point when I was like, hey, just give me a bunch of nicknames, and that was the one that stuck, and I loved it. Your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. That, that always gets my reaction. Um, Dan Barry gave that to me. Uh, Dan Barry team tremendous. He, he said, hey, I used to use this when I was like first starting. You should take it. I was like, okay, cool. Um, the physical embodiment of charisma is just something I said in a promo a couple times, and I really liked it. So, uh, the most entertaining man in wrestling is, because that's true. Uh, uh, the 104-minute man is, I had a 104-minute uh, match with Dave Chris at Rockstar Pro in November. And then, on purpose, Trevor Lee broke our record, like, a couple weeks later. And he literally told me that he was going to do it on purpose. So, uh, I was like, sure, go for it, man. You want to go for 105, make it happen. Um, I have to remember all my nicknames. Uh, Davey Wrestling came from a little feud I had at Beyond Wrestling with Johnny Gargano. Uh, and I, the first time I beat him, I started calling myself Davey Wrestling. And the second time we wrestled, I beat him again. And then he gave me Davey Wrestling. Uh, Mr. American Rana is, American Rana is like Beyond Wrestling's big show. So, you know, obviously. I think all my other nicknames. The King of Taunts is something I said in promos when I was tagging with JT Dunn. Uh, just stuck. I actually didn't want to be the King of Taunts because everybody is a king of something, it seems. And I wanted to be like a taunt master or taunt something. And nobody, nobody liked it at all. So they just kept forcing King on me. Oh, okay. Um, so I just accepted it. Uh, the product came from a conversation very early on with one of my trainers uh, when he was telling me. I mean, quite honestly, he was telling me not to sleep with a bunch of girls that sh show up to wrestling shows, you know, and we all know the name for them. Uh, and, and I went on this whole thing like, that's not really how I do things, and I compared uh, my sex to a product, and I kept saying it over and over again, and then, uh, and then we're like, hey, that's a, that's a pretty good nickname. Let's do that. So, uh, and when I very when I started at first, I was Diamond David Star because my family's all in the diamond and jewelry business. So I figured that was cool. And I love David Lee Roth, so that works too. Uh, did I get all of my nicknames in there? Jewish Canon. The Jewish Canon. Oh, there you go. Good call. Um, that's a real nickname that I had when I was really little because my Pop Warner football team, so like youth football, was so good. Our uh, our three running backs, each of them played in college, and one of them ended up playing for the New York Giants. So we would just kind of like give them the ball and they would score. Uh, and I started on offense and on defense. Uh, and when you're up by a certain amount of points in youth football, you're not allowed to play your starters at their positions anymore. So the backups would play more than the starters would because our guys were, those running backs were so good and just give them the ball, they'd score like every time they'd touch the ball. So then they would joke and say, put the Jewish cannon in a quarterback because I'm a terrible quarterback. I can't throw for anything. I'm, I, I have really bad hand-eye coordination as well, like, uh, or at least I used to. Like, I'd throw a ball up to myself and like miss it. That's what used to happen. Trying to so I can get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All you skirts know what's up with We have just witnessed night three of 16 Carat. It is all over somehow. <laughs> We've made it to the end. And we are joined by Alan and Sarah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 
Uh, they've also invaded our room, just like Johnny and Ian did earlier. Um, we are in the Brit restaurant table uh, estate. Oh, yeah. Like, pajama bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> I got changed out of my jeans into pajama bottoms and I don't care. Oh, no, I, I just looked at Ollie because I know he's, he rocks the pajama bottoms as well. <laughs> <laughs> I undid my tie, so I've got the classy, the, like, classy... Uh, Guy who was at a function, but it's now late at night, and he's like, yeah, under yeah, the yeah. tide. let your hair down. Yeah, yeah. Someone had a go at me for wearing a, a, like a shirt and tie to a Fight Club Pro. Like, <laughs> if you've seen Fight Club, there is actually guys there in shirts and ties, and they just have to take the tie off when they fight, so I think it's perfectly legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Horseman fan back in like the the NWA in the 80s. I, well, I used to rock, um, <laughs> I used to rock a, a, like a Hawaiian shirt up to shows so oh, yeah? people would recognise me from show to show and then uh, there was a faction. Wait, that, were you the dude in the front row of the ECW shows? No, no, you're not <laughs> that guy. The, the, <laughs> 3CW, yes. <laughs> but the, they had a faction and it was like um, the, the guys wore Hawaiian shirts. I think they did it as a rib on me. But then... <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone came up to me after a show and said, "Like, uh, are you on the next card?" And I was like, well, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm quite tall, but I'm really I do not resemble the rest of it in any way, shape, or form. Oh my, we've got sidetracked already. Uh, <laughs> we've uh, we've witnessed a tremendous main event uh, to culminate a tremendous weekend. Um, we should probably dive straight into the main event since it's probably what we're all eager to talk about. Uh, and Ilya Dragunov winning his first sixteen carat. After going through hell, walking through hell with Volta, and coming out the other side, champion. One of the most superstar-making performances, matches, spectacles I've ever seen in my life. Perfect. Your voice is going. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I did three days of commentary. Three days of commentary, you're going to keep up with bloody Ricky Bishido. Um, but, yeah, it was... It was intense. It was insane. I've said it was the greatest live wrestling match I've ever seen. And I haven't thought of anything since making that claim. <laughs> oh shit, I might have said that a little too early. I, to, yeah, it's... Previously I would have always said uh, Danielson versus McGuinness or um, Shingo versus uh, Sumu 3 from Nottingham. Um, but I think this tops both of them for atmosphere, for physicality, for story, drama, everything. It was that good. But the, the other Alan, uh, Cheap Shot, yeah. uh, asked me for a star rating and I kind of put up the, like the, I did the, the Meltzer thing. <laughs> you know, I'm going to put, put up like, the, the, the hand with the, with the five the five fingers up. And, um, and he said he wasn't sure and I was like, well, for me, you have, uh, like if you can feel something uh, and it goes beyond like a normal wrestling match because like the really, really special matches don't, that don't uh, this, the star rating scale doesn't even apply to them because they just they just sit at the top there. Yeah. This is one of those. Yeah. It had that emotional uh, attachment like all the way through it. Uh, the, the the brutality of those chops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, every time uh, Volta chopped Ilya after he started bleeding, I was just. And when they started getting into the near falls, it wasn't so much a case of like this is a really exciting wrestling match. It's like, I really, really want Ilya Dragunov to win this match. I really want him to win. And uh, like Volta was just killing him and killing him and killing him and then just putting him at the end. But, um, 
the chops were so much that and I never thought I would ever do this on commentary because the idea of someone saying this on commentary in any match would just be cringy to me. <laughs> but the chops got to a point where I had to reference Kobashi and Suzaki because that was like that's like the definitive chop. I think this was even worse. Like, it wasn't as I don't want to say there was worse, a couple. I think like, it was better because like in that match it was the one long chop battle, but this it was like they kept going back to the chops and it was the result the. And granted, Kobashi and Suzaki's chests got fairly fucked up, but Ilya's, with his pale skin, just... It to, was just torn up. And at the end of the match, when he was on the turnbuckle, and he peeled off his own oh. flesh, his own bloody flesh off his ch- chest, and just, like, put it in his mouth and chewed it up and spat it out <laughs> to show what a maniac he is. Oh, it was it just gruesome. What a warrior. But, but then after, and like the whole part of, like, when I was saying, like, the whole match was amazing, it wasn't just the, the all the chops and stuff, mm. and it wasn't near falls, it wasn't all that. It was everything from when they first came out, because I thought, those, those two guys have got two of the best entrances in professional wrestling. Yeah. Like, all the professional Ilias wrestlers. Yeah. really come together now since leaving Cerberus. The, the music he's oh, using so now. That music. <laughs> I, I actually just sent Rob a message and saying we need to change the theme tune of the, of the we show. We need to switch allegiances from Ring Camp to yeah, Ilya. To, uh, Ilya. <laughs> uh, I so think that's I a great idea. Yeah. I just want that as the music. I just I love it. Um, so I want to put over uh, Dennis Birkendahl uh, whose name I couldn't remember properly, but Alan like, told me like, on the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always call him. I always Because <laughs> all of the video walls and everything was just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Ilya's entrance is just amazing. And then when they had the uh, all the gold uh, rain down on the ring, and he's just there in it with and with, yeah. oh, it, it's incredible. Such a, like a perfect shot of like the gold confetti, and then Ilya Dragunov and the huge red letters behind him. And like, we all we all took photos, and like every single photo looks amazing because <laughs> you can't take yeah. a bad photo into the into this. <laughs> like, it was the perfect scene. I was right down by the ring. I know you guys were all up in the balcony, but I was right by the ring, and oh god. I swear, at one stage, I just really wanted them to stop chopping each other. I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> the sound, the actual sound of some of those chops. You'll be able to see my face. I Definitely, you'll be able to see my face on camera just mm-hmm. absolutely just winching and just just not being able to even look. How did Dave Ryan cope? Was he all right? Uh, Dave Ryan disappeared. I think he oh, yeah, yeah. he got afraid with the no ropes match and kind of left. <laughs> That's what I say. I don't know that he d- definitely did, but he disappeared. So you're he saying you're more hardcore than Dave Ryan? <laughs> yeah, pretty <Yeah>. much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the shots when the you gold stuff Itali- came down. Ta- say with the Italian guy. Oh yeah, um, we met this Italian guy somewhere yeah, in um, the Saddle. Currently. Yeah, he is. Um, we met him on day one. We brought him to the venue. He was lost and stuff. Uh, but but I ended up uh, with him for the for the second half of the show and he was standing right under Ilya while Ilya was up on the turnbuckle celebrating with the 16 carat trophy and his chest was bleeding and blood from his chest dripped onto our Italian friend's arm <laughs> and he was like really grossed out by it <laughs> but Hard like these blame. are this is blood from chops I'd, I'd have been like this, like, actual chest let's <laughs> really get a picture of this his I'll never wash again chest is going to be scarred for months Oh yeah, it was horrific. It was the size of it as well. I, yeah. Like you've seen that with like Marafuji hitting guys in the chest, and they get like little welts just like that. I think this is the worst 
like damage I've seen to someone's chest from shots. Mm-hmm. I know he came yeah. in. He came in like reddened from the like. like yeah, he was mad up. Which we should mention. Both of these guys had absolute wars. The first and second match on the show, mm-hmm. they were in violent. It wasn't as if they they wrestled matches earlier where it was like a different style, maybe a more technical match or whatever. That, that Ilya Bad Bones match Ilya Bad Bones was so brutal. Riddle and Walter, the other semi-final, Sarah came up to me and was like, I think that was a shoot. I thought it was. Like, if told, no, I didn't say it. I think it was. I said, if you told me it was a shoot, I would believe yeah. you because it just, it looked crazy. It looked like, I don't know. When Walter stomped his ankle on the... Yeah, when he stomped on his ankle. It, and he did stomp on his ankle. He, he stomped on his actual ankle. At that, when, when he did that stop, I was like, please don't do that. Oh. They were fighting yeah. each other. I, I don't care. That was a shoot. <laughs> that was a shoot. I was, shoot. I was so close up to that 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 was a shoot. And I, I'm sticking to that. <laughs> you can watch that back on the tape and you'll see it closer than you, than you did see it and you'll know that that match was just... It was crazy. Yeah, another crazy match with the no ropes, as he said. Um, yeah. Maris Bum Beethoven getting what was coming to him um, from Good Alpha Kevin. Baby face win. <laughs> oh, it's about time. The no. smash through the table. The sound. <laughs> what does the sound like then? The ringside. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were up top and like the the, the noise just. I mean, I love the noise in that venue. It's such a perfect. Like when the noise starts down by the ring, it just kind of like slowly kind of like goes out <laughs> across the entire uh, like building, and uh, the, the the I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like this massive crack sound when he went through the table. Yeah, it wasn't like your. This was a German table. It was a sturdy table. We stood next to Matthew from Botchamania, and he was he was saying like uh, the table came and he went oh. <laughs> <laughs> My time to shine. <laughs> bread and butter. He loves the tables. But yeah, that that was um, like a very dramatic match. Um, like <laughs> the the um, Golden Boy dollars falling down. Yeah. Um, like a great spectacle that one, and yeah. a great end to their feud. I assume that would be the end. I think um, so. Yeah. I think so. It should be done. Unless so Alpha Female wasn't like involved, but uh, she's not yeah. here. She's preparing for Ryzen, I guess. <laughs> Melanie wants to do a casket match, so maybe there's one more uh, leg of the feud still to <laughs> her. And, uh, no, uh, and Kevin and Marius, she wants them to have a casket match. <laughs> no, surely that's okay. the end now. I think that's the end. That's not what the end is. I like, think the no Because Marius was... hasn't lost, like, at all. Yeah. He, he's won everything, and then he's finally got beat, so yeah, that, was, that feels that like the end. I, think, yeah. I really like Marius. I know... Everyone talks about the other Marius, Marius Salani, who's fantastic as well, but I love Marius van Beethoven. I just think he's such a Weasley heel, especially and the Fred Fatal. Best he name as well. He doesn't put a foot wrong, and he doesn't no. try to do anything outside of his realm, but at the same time, for like a little guy who's kind of like a Weasley guy, when he does like beat you up, like he really, like, like some of those shots, like, I wouldn't want to be in the ring taking some of the things <laughs> Marius Van Beethoven dishes out. He's a, he's a His fighter. His promos, even though I don't understand what he's saying, still make me laugh. So, I mean, that's <laughs> got to count for something. Yeah. <laughs> I love when we went backstage and I tried, yeah. Oh. On this. It was awesome. It was, uh, he, um, Marius was just walking around. And I was like, saying bye to a lot of people. So I went over, shook his hand, said bye. I said, thought the match was really good. And I was like, how do you feel? Are you okay? Because of that bump, and he was like, "Oh, I'm fine." <laughs> he was just so cocky. Like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> He's just so cocksure of himself. It was, like, it was, it was awesome. It was like, very unlike um, the uh, 
sometimes commentator slash, I think, trainee in the wrestling school. I think his name is Dan. I forget his name. But, um, he's one of Dan's. He, uh, he took a bump. I don't know if you guys caught it. Um, when I think it was during the big brawl, the big ring camp brawl, where a bunch of security came to ringside yeah. to break it mm-hmm. up. He was the one over on the our left who was got in the apron, got hit, and then he f- went down head first into the ground. Did you catch that? Um, I was kind of... Uh, I spent the first half of the show on the floor with the scum. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I couldn't really yeah, see that well from the one side, so I couldn't see like anything below the ropes. Yeah, he got hit off the, the apron, and he just went flying head first into... disappeared out of sight, head first into the ground. And, yeah, he was... He said neck was a bit sore because he did hit head first, but otherwise he was... It was fine. Mm. My a bit sore from sleeping. I <laughs> <laughs> took a bump up we died. My feet are sore from walking. Mm. I, I suppose we should talk about the big brawl and that whole segment that took up a very long time of the show. And I sort of have mixed feelings on it. Partly I like how like it flowed from one sort of segment to the other, obviously starting off with the gauntlet match and then sort of I just ring camp. I don't like gauntlet matches, but... Ring camp trying to control the ring, and then um, eventually ending with Kim Ray returning, which was a, a great return, I thought. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, maybe like a little too many changes and like difficult to like. It was. It needed to be a bit tighter. It was like yeah. It was like, whoa, whoa, it was like half an hour, wasn't it? <laughs> Although including the gauntlet, uh, like I, the whole the, the, oh, yeah, the match time, including right? the gauntlet, including the actual matches. Yeah, it was every bit half an hour. But the actual brawl itself after, and it just wasn't. It wasn't. Um, crazy enough for it to be one of those kind of long brawls like remember when like in ROH when you had some brawls with like Joe and Loki and Homicide and Jay Lethal that just went on and on but it was like oh my god they're still going and it was like this crazy intense mm. insane it was like you think it's over then oh my god Homicide's back out he's throwing chairs at people this yeah, is insane yeah to break it up that was it, yeah. just, it just kind of carried on but this was just kind of like it was it, like, it was, I guess, intense, but it just wasn't crazy. It was like, mm. all right, now, oh, he slipped behind him, and now he's going for a It was like... It was almost like watching another match. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, felt like it, was, it wasn't <laughs> really... It didn't feel like this wild, crazy, out-of-control brawl. It just that, felt that like whole this sequence thing. thing was like, uh, I think it was 20. I, just, I literally just looked at the time. I can't know, 23 minutes. But when Kim, <laughs> came, when Kim came in, Kim came in like a house of fire and yeah, ended it on yeah. a real high note, so that was yeah. cool. I, that could have done with just... Nipping that in the bud a bit earlier and having yeah. Kim come out and uh, same. Uh, I thought Kim Ray retired. I thought he had he had literally retired, yeah. as in like he wasn't going to wrestle ever again. Though so, that's the last thing I. But heard. then I didn't see him there. Today, uh, Pollyanna came back as well. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, she came back she? and won a title. What? Yeah, because she retired like two months ago. Yeah, that was like two months. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that wasn't even three months ago. Like it was. You called that. You're like, so, yeah, she'll be back. <laughs> I don't see that as a coincidence. I think that's they've been in cahoots. Conspiracy. Uh, but I'm I'm glad to see Kim Ray back because I drafted him in um, the progress <laughs> roundtable Euro draft. What did, we, so. what did we think of Kim Ray's uh, dynamic return outfit for the occasion? <laughs> the mom jeans and the uh, the underarm, the underarm of sleeveless underarm. It was it was an odd combination. Yeah, with the belt and the jeans as well. It was just like, a belt and an underarm are running. Wasn't the best look. But yeah. I'm happy to see him back. I remember last year in Carrot, like he had that like, war with Callahan and like got probably bloodied up. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to hate him. 
The song used to be Ali Oso Kim, which means anyone but Kim. Yeah. But I think, well, they were singing a, the same tune, but. For Bones, they sang Ali Oso Kim. Poor no, Bones. No. Oh, yeah, they do, but for Kim t- tonight, but I think it was. So they sang it again, but like. In I think it was like only, way. yeah, it was like, it was, they changed the word, so it was like. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> only Kim or something. Oh, okay. It was like, yeah, they had a song. Um, but yeah, they sing for Bones and Oberhausen, which is bullshit. Bad yeah. Bones is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> bones is getting the um, uh, Alice Bones. Alice Bones, and he also got the John Klinger sucks. John Klinger sucks. Well, this poor like four year old boy, they're sat beside me with his little mm. earmuff song, which I hope we're blocking out those chants. Uh, uh, moving on to the flippy tag match. Which is always a highlight of tag. <laughs> and there were some crazy flips in this one. ACH. It wasn't even, it wasn't even the most flippy. It was more just um, kind of um, creative. I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. More traditional stuff in there. In terms yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of like the the southern tag with like the sort of faux heel team of they, Die Jack and JT Dunn. But it wasn't like. ACH didn't do a single dive or a top row. He did, we, he we did a Pescado. Him. We talked to him earlier and he said he's, he's, yeah. not, he's not doing that anymore. Yeah, his one dive was a Pescado, which the industry term for Pescado is house show dive. <laughs> As in, that's what they'll actually call it. Did you see one on his way down? He's like this. Yeah, but he did it so... He executed so well that it looked so much better than when you see... Like, like I once saw... like once. Before WX somebody show, I was caught in the meeting where they basically run through the whole show match by match and who's going to do what, which I, I like to avoid because I like to be surprised. But Absolute Andy referred to, um, he was like, oh, we'll have a dive, I'll be doing the house show. And I was like, oh, he's doing a house show. I heard <laughs> it before. So he was like, I'm going to do a house show. And I was just like, just kind of like, Kind of like the smallest jump over the ropes and like land on your like the Nakanishi dive when he took huge hand, but with ACH it was like he pulled back on those ropes and he launched he himself high in he the was, air. He had a lot of hang time on it. That. Was it looked and awesome. then his final sort of dive into the ring of the Fosbury flop over the ropes into into the cutter that was tremendous. <laughs> Jumping up and down over that one. Yeah, and then everyone danced. And then everyone danced. Well, the faces danced. <laughs> But yeah, that was a really fun match, um, ACH and um, Speedball, Speedball <laughs> Mike Bailey. Uh, Opponents uh, on night one, partners on night three. I've seen too many matches. I, really... I just, um, I realised... Uh, we didn't mention a manager. Manager extraordinaire, precious Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird. It was like the crowd are like, hey, it's Cody again. Yeah. And he, he was, I, no, he was I, I enjoyed his shtick because it, it kind of set the tone for the match, kind of like, oh, these guys are the heels, but like it's fun. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was <laughs> just odd to go from like the, what he'd been doing throughout the weekend to, to that. But, and Dijak wore Cody's leather jacket, so he had yes. to be full on Diesel while JT was Sean. They did the Sean Diesel pose. <laughs> it was good stuff. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, that match. Uh, um, sneak preview to a commentary exchange. Uh, I go, Rico says, um, Alan of JT, uh, uh, no, sorry, it was Rico, so he initially would have probably said, Alan of TJ and Di, I mean, have JT and Di Jack, <laughs> have they, wow. have, have they, uh, um, he calls me Adam after that, <laughs> <laughs> um, have, have JT and Di Jack teamed before, or is this first time? I don't know, Rico. I don't think they've teamed together. Although perhaps I think I saw them teaming in 1994 WF, but I could be thinking of someone else. 
Rika just kind of moves on. Then Alan says, you know, they might click well together tonight, Rico. <laughs> I think I got it the first time, Alan. You totally have to spell it out for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your uh, sneak preview into the commentary uh, that was going on during that match. WXW now. <laughs> um, also, and, uh, it's been quite a weekend for David Starr. Obviously, he main evented the night one, and that was a very emotional match. We've talked about that before. Um, but tonight, it seemed almost like a goodbye of sorts, um, losing the shotgun title um, in one of his invitational four ways. Um, to Emil Satoshi and then kind of waving goodbye to the crowd um, I think he'll be back I think it was more just uh, I'm sorry I let you down yeah it, it wasn't like full on like but yeah it seems like he'll at least take a break from WXW yeah, I now. think he's got a big time home in WXW for as long as he's an independent wrestler for sure so. definitely I, I really enjoyed him at the, the banter with uh, Yearn before the match yeah and he said oh, I've got my own um Screen, yeah, and everything for the yeah, yeah. yeah and artwork. It was good. That was beautiful. But yeah, the Satoshi is now shotgun champion. Hard to <laughs> for Camille. That yeah. is a tough for him. Yeah, it's yeah. A tough spot for him to be in. But um, hopefully they get some good matches set up for him. And well, they have been building him up. He's had a lot of wins yeah. recently. So I, yeah. it kind of surprised me they beat uh, Michael uh, Dante. Uh, but makes sense. Now. Makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I should probably wrap this one up. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts on the weekend or tonight or just anything in general you want to get off your chests? <laughs> Sarah's wicked annoying. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dragging out the weekend. No, 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 of course not. Um, uh, no, I have nothing to get off my chest really. I had a great time. Yeah, always. It's cool meeting so many people from so many countries. Me and Anne were just talking about all the different countries that people were from. It's just... Is this like the largest contingent of like British fans that have come over? Because yeah, there was that whole table uh, that we had at the <laughs> the the yeah. Alex the Brett Rest long table. Martin Bentley normally has a crew with him. Yeah, that's true. Actually, there were some, but we had um, there was like Dylan and um, Dylan was there, yeah, um, for the whole weekend. And uh, Andrew, there, there was a, yeah, there was maybe a few some people. of his crew were there. But. So you know, there was a lot of. We Brits, we we had English, we had Scottish, we had Irish, we had the Austrians. Austrians, we had Italians, Germans, we had Italians, we had a Japanese translator, and uh, we had probably some others I don't know about. So we had any Scottish. Welsh? I said Scottish. Really in. Any Welsh? I didn't see any Welsh. <laughs> Letting the side down. Got to up the Welsh contingent. I don't think I even know a Welsh wrestling fan. <laughs> Gotta hit up attack. Mm. Yeah, there must be there must be some attack. It can't be all imports. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, William Brown's kind of lives in in Wales, but he's uh, Scottish, so I don't think Does he counts. He? Is that how no, he's been going to so Cardiff, many shows? So why is it attack? Oh, I didn't know he lived in Cardiff. I thought he was still up in Glasgow. On that note, <laughs> 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 did a great audio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, it's been fun. It's been a fucking great weekend, and I the, the way that it peaked at the end, because I thought the flippy tag was going to steal the show, but then to have like that match with uh, with Ilya at the end, definitely blow away. Uh, it's been a fantastic weekend. Obviously, um, we've been part of the sixteen carat media center, getting to interview the wrestlers, and I feel like everyone around that has been very positive about that, and hopefully we'll get come back again. About that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and it's been great meeting and re-meeting so many uh, great wrestling fans. And hopefully we'll all get to do it again <laughs> very mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. Hopefully people who have yet to dip their toe into the water of a 16 carat finally this year will say, okay, yeah, I really need to go. Yeah. We'll go yeah. in future years because... The dates this, are up. The dates are up for next year already. Yeah, March 9 to 11, 2018. <laughs> Eighteen. So, Tickets on sale tomorrow. <laughs> probably already on sale when if this I, goes up. <laughs> if I haven't been sold on this already, uh, experiencing it has made it like a must-see thing. It's something you have to do. Definitely. If, you, if you don't do it, then you're a straw. And, <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully... Um, the final gets the buzz it deserves. Yes. And Ilya Dragunov becomes the worldwide name that he should because it's a he great was character. That promo at the end, I was saying to Ollie, um, just transcended language barriers. Um, when he said about like he, he's going home to his wife and his son, because like, I understood that part, I, I understand enough German to get that. Yeah. And um, I, I was choking up. Yeah. I, I almost cried. <laughs> I was choking up when he delivered the amazing line of it all ends when they all break on my head <laughs> like, it's yes. beautiful, beautiful Ilya it's beautiful yeah, I was, wiped the tears from my it eyes it was an emotional time I was really fucked I was I was literally choked up all the way down like, when we were down by the ring I, I was struggling to, to keep uh, together if somebody I, had said something like really emotional to me I'd have gone if you saw a picture of a puppy or something oh yeah what would? I put that child into the ring like Cody did lift him off. <laughs> <laughs> that child's a fucking worker, let me tell you. That child's a worker. Kicking the bullet club See, tail. He, I've seen a few things that child. He's, he, he knows what he's doing. He's working everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you both. Right. Thank you, guys. Right, guys thank you very much. Do, 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 Mark Robinson only comes on to start. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Hey guys, Rob here, it's been a while. Hopefully you enjoyed this slightly non-traditional roundtable episode. I realise the audio quality may not have been great for some of the interviews, but hopefully it wasn't too bad and uh, the the insight game was more than made up for it. Uh, speaking of those interviews, what you've heard here was just a taste of the stuff we have recorded. I think altogether we have nearly, nearly six hours of interviews recorded. Something like that. Um, my personal favourite is probably the CMJ interview, which was... I think about 25 minutes long, and you've only heard maybe 8 or so minutes of it in this episode. Um, uh, obviously, some really great insight there. I uh, really enjoyed listening to that one. Uh, we tried to take the best bits, uh, the bits that were most relevant, the bits that where Ollie or Arn asked the questions, uh, the bits with, you know, the better audio quality, because, you know, they were recording in a hall, so it wasn't always great. Um, but obviously, there's a lot of good stuff that missed the cut. Uh, I didn't want this episode to be super, super long, and also um, wanted to get it out relatively quickly. And you know, there's, there was a lot of audio to edit, even in this length of episode. Um, we've got a good 20 minutes of Yearn Simmons, which is always entertaining. 
uh, an entire interview with both Axel Dieter Jr. and with Walter, um, and they were both really good. Um, we've got an interview with more office people, more Jeff Cobb, uh, more ACH, uh, an interview with Robert Dreisker too, uh, Avalanche as he's now known. So, so yeah, if you're interested in hearing them, hearing uh, a bit more of the interviews that we recorded well over at the 16 Carat, uh, let the Voice of Wrestling account know on Twitter or on the forums. Uh, or you could, you know, tweet me directly uh, at the R double. That's T H E R D O U B L E. Um, and if there's enough interest, I'll put together a more expansive interview pack um, episode that we'll release, um, which will be like more uncut interviews. Um, so yeah, let me know if there's interest for that, um, and I'll put it together. Lastly, I just wanted to to thank all the other guys at the Media Center who allowed us to use some of their questions on this episode. And also a huge thank you to WXW for both putting on an amazing weekend of wrestling uh, and also giving us access to their performers um, and, you know, allowing us to get in some real insight, uh, which was, you know, great, great audio. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you'll agree by the time you've reached the end of this episode, which is basically now. Uh, I know both Ollie and Arn have an amazing time and I'm hoping to get out there next year, so yeah. Uh, very jealous of them. I'll leave you now, just under the two-hour mark, by throwing over to a special treat from our friend ACH. Um, yeah. Enjoy. Hopped up the plane in LAX with the dream in a cardigan. Welcome to the lane where fame excess. Am I gonna fit in? Jumped in the cab, here I am for the first time. Looking to my right and I see the Hollywood sign. This is all so crazy. Everybody seems so comes again lunch will it be the same old same old or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new jamaican jerk turkey sub at firehouse subs freshly sliced smoked turkey breast craveably sweet mustard sauce and a hint of caribbean seasoning just 555 for a medium save time order the new jamaican jerk turkey sub on the firehouse subs app firehouse subs enjoy more subs save more lives participating locations limited time only plus tax prices may vary for delivery